Good evening, everybody. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Good enough. And what do you see? My head's cut out. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Good. Okay. Okay. Uh, excuse me. I want to share with you uh, just an amazing insight from Rolapiansky. This is this is mind-boggling in the sense that it is a clue to what true Avodah Hashem is. And I, and I really, I, this, this idea resonates with me very deeply because it's extremely honest. It's very deeply honest. And that's a, you know, it's like where we, where we, when we come into, a lot of times we come in with certain pretensions and certain highfalutin ideas that are not necessarily true to who we really are as people. And it's important sometimes to just um, either call ourselves out on it, so to speak, or really to focus on, on how it is that what the Torah really expects from us in a very realistic way, in a way that, that, that speaks to us directly. So, Parshish Vayikra begins with the parshios of the Avoda and the Mishkan, our service in the Mishkan, our ability to connect directly with the Rebbe specifically the Avodah, of bringing korbanos, of bringing sacrifices. Sacrifices means I take myself and give myself over completely to the Rebbe How do I do that? How do I get to a place where I'm giving myself over completely to the Rebbe So listen to this, listen to this very interesting concept that we find at the end of, at the end of the parshios, at the end of this, this section, dealing with the major daily korbanos, the, olo, the olos and the tzmidin and the menachos, the meal offerings. It says like this. It says, Kol ha-mincha asher Hashem, any mincha that you bring to Hashem, lo chametz, do not make it chametz. Ki kol sa'ar v'chol dvash lo yisaktiru mimenu ishal Hashem. Because all Sa'ar, all yeast, yeast product, all leaven products, v'chol dvash, and any honey, you're not supposed to bring as a burnt offering to the Rebbe Carbon reishis, you can bring them as a carbon reishis, an initial carbon, which will, I'll tell you what that means in a moment, they, should, they are not supposed to be brought on the Mizbeach, l'reach nichach, as an Incense offering to Hashem. So Rashi explains what is carbon racious. They could be brought as a carbon racious, as an initial offering, as a carbon of racious. What is a carbon of racious? So Rashi says an interesting thing. Rashi says carbon racious. What is appropriate to be brought from sa'ar, from yeast, or leaven products, uminadvash? And from honey, carbon racious, a carbon which is racious. What are they? The two showbreads that we bring on Shavuos, which are called racious because that's when we're mater chadosh. That's the, that's the beginning of allowing new grains to be brought. There, the Pasuk says explicitly that they're supposed to be chametz, and they're brought as a part of the shlomim, as the, as the peace offering that's brought on Shavuos. Ubikurim. Minadvash and Bikurim, the first fruits 
are minad rash kamoi bikuri te'enu tomorrow, the first of the, the dates and the figs that are brought as korbanos, that is considered bringing honey. Anytime the Torah talks about honey, it means date honey, not bees honey. We're always, we always, that, that's what we're referring to. So Rashi tells us that racious, racious is like a category of korbanos that are referred to as racious. They're the first fruits. They're the first of what they, or they're initially, they, they're not, it's kind of, a loose relationship between the between the shteyalechem, which is first, not in the sense that it's brought first, but it's it's the first of the season, meaning it's the first of the of the new grains and the brachas habikurim, the first of the bikurim, which itself calling that a carbon hard to hear. It's not really a carbon. You could stretch to hear how it's a carbon, but it's not. It's not really a carbon. Now, understanding what that means, what this means is is very challenging. The the malbim. The Malam goes to great lengths to show in the first passage, you should not bring as a burnt offering from it. So the Malam asks, what does Mimenu have? What is Mimenu? That word Mimenu from it is, is completely superfluous. It should say, don't make any of your offerings. You know, you shouldn't bring. What do you mean, mimenu from it? We know what that's what we're discussing. We're discussing Sar and Vash. What, what does it mean, mimenu? And why loy saktiru lashen rabim loyaktir? You should not burn it, or you should not bring it. What, what's the lo saktiru mimenu lashem? So the so the the um the the Malbim goes to has a long long piece to explain what exactly this this pasuk is discussing, and he explains. That the kavana of the pasuk is that sa'ar and vash are not brought on the mizbeach, but they are they they are korbanos. You know, they they are brought as offerings. They're never brought on the mizbeach. You shouldn't bring it as a burnt offering, but it does come as an offering. It does come racious because racious carbon racious some. They are a carbon. They do get you to the to there, but in, essentially the psukim are. Describing the way the the way the the way the Malam describes it is is the the pasuk is describing the halacha of dvash and saar when you will bring them on the mizbeach dvash and it's not telling me what I won't bring but it's just saying that and then it's saying but there is a halacha bringing saar and dvash as burnt just not as burnt offerings they're 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 from them. As burnt offerings, they're not they're not they're not roy, but as korbanos, they are roy, and the psukim are describing are, are describing what 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 that halachic status is. The question still remains: what is the, what is it about sa'ar and dvash that the Torah wants us to learn? What is it that the that the gemara that the, that the Torah truly wants us to learn about this concept of sa'ar and dvash that they're not brought as part of the korbanos? What is that really coming to teach us? So. It begins with a, let's start with a, a sugya in Psachim. It's a Gemara in Psachim that describes the following. The Gemara there is discussing um, a halacha, there's a mitzvah of chatzil Hashem v'chatzil that when we celebrate on the Yom Tovim, half of the Yom Tov is meant for us, half of the Yom Tov is meant for the Yom Shem. In other words, we do, we do, we eat and we drink on the one hand, and we daven and we do, and we learn Torah, and that, that's, those are supposed to, that, that's the way it's supposed to be. The Gemara says that when it comes to the Yom Tovim of Pesach and Shavu, of Pesach and Sukkot, 
It's okay. A person can choose to kulo lachem or kulo lachem. A person could choose to dedicate the whole yontif to Yerushalayim. He could do the whole yontif celebrating for the Yerushalayim through, through uh, Michael Amishta and and other things. Can you just close her? Um, Michael Amishta, etc. But uh, but but the reality is that that but when it comes to shuas, shuas is bedafka. There has to be a chelik of lachem in shuas. There's a hakpada. The Torah is a hakpada. The Torah is very makbed that there should be a chati lachem in in shuas more than in other yom tovim. So on the surface, it's it it seems to be it's a, it's a, it's kind of understood what the idea is. In other words, it's it's Pesach celebrates our going free, our chelus. Sukkah celebrates the fact that the Rebbeinu Shalom that the Rebbeinu Shalom sheltered us and took care of us when we were in the midbar. Both of those things. It's clear that you don't need any indicator that I have accepted the Rebbeinu Shalom's matana, if you will, the Rebbeinu Shalom's gift of giving me the opportunity to celebrate his yamtiv. That's that, that that's a given. Those yom that yom, those yom tovim, It makes sense that 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 that's something that I would rejoice in the fact that I have my freedom. I rejoice in the fact that the Rebbeinu taking care, takes care of us, that the Rebbeinu gives that That's understood. When it comes to the Yom Tov of Shuas, what is the Yom Tov Shuas celebration? It's a celebration of Matan Torah. If I would sit and learn all day, but, you know, some people appreciate Torah, some people don't appreciate Torah. If I, if I don't, if there's no Lachem, if there's no my, celebration of my celebrating that Yom Tov, then it's hard to hear this. Where's the, the, the way Rashi says it on, on, in the Gemara over there, right? when Rashi is describing what the, Gemara, what the Gemara says, you need to, you need to sort of validate, if you will, this yamtav is being a simcha for yourself. I'm actually being misameach on this yamtav. I'm happy that the Rebbeinu gave me his Torah. This esoteric, abstract ideal, this concept of Torah, Hashem gave it to me, right? Hashem gave us his Torah. I need to show that I'm actually joyous. Now, on the surface, that makes no sense, but but it, 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 let's try to let's try to d- d- dig a little deeper. Think because think about it. Comes out. Why does it come out? Comes out. You're telling me somebody who sits and learns Torah all day, the Gansatog, the whole day of Shuas, right? He sits there learning, 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 learning. He is not as good as the guy who sits back and has a bunch of Lachayims and says, Oh, thank you, Rebunisham, for your Torah, right? Oh, this is this is what you this is our ideal. I'm gonna sit back, I'm gonna throw throw back a couple of Lachayims, and there that's the way I'm gonna show the Rebunisham that I'm happy with his yumtiv. What does that mean already? How how, how, how does how is that an expression of my closeness, my kurva to the Rebbeinu Shalom? My, my, my being, my showing that the Rebbeinu that I truly care about his Torah, right? Why is it, why is it that that's, that's the, that's the aspect of, of what, of what it is? Kasha number one. The Gemara there continues, very interesting Gemara. The Gemara there continues and says, one of the greatest of the Amoraim, this person by the name of Rukhia, says that every 30 days I chazer over my learning, I chaza everything that I learn, and I and I, I you know, I the, the expression that Mar uses, he stands in the in the entranceway, in the doorway of his base medish, and he celebrates and makes a siam on Kolatarakula every 30 days. Every 30 days, Rabbi Rabbi is making uh, making a simcha, he's making a siam on 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 his yantav, and he and he expresses it this way. He says, my nefesh, my soul, my my body. I'm so overjoyed that I got to be a person that gets to learn the Rebbeinu Shlom's Torah. So the Gemara asks Akasha, what does it mean? Chadoi nafshai, my my nefesh, my my I am celebrating. 
The whole world's celebrating. says the only reason that I created heaven and earth was in order that Kalash will learn the Torah. Right? So who's celebrating? You, Rabbi are celebrating? You're, you're celebrating your, your nefesh, your joy in celebrating Torah? What about the fact that the whole Bria, the whole existence, the whole world is only in existence because of this Torah that you're learning? What, why isn't that the celebration of Rabbi completing the completing the Torah Kulam? Uh, it's not Rabbi excuse me. So the Gemara answers, the Gemara answers that every person, Bitzchila, he does so he, he, every person's learning always starts with himself. Every person's learning starts inherently in, in himself. Okay, so if we would say that about like, um, like the middle school boys, when they learn Torah, they're excited about themselves and they're pride of themselves that they're learning, we, we'd be okay with that. It's all, you know. But we're talking about Rav Sheshis, one of the greatest Amorai, we're talking about one of the greatest sages of the Talmud, he doesn't see the lishma and that the fact that his Torah is what's Makayim and keeps the whole world going. He, he, he somehow that that's lacking in his understanding of what his Torah really is. What does Rishishis mean? My nefesh is happy. He and, and and every person starts his learning in the, in the beginning. In the beginning, it, it, it starts starts off as a, a shalom lishma, so to speak. That it's, it's as though I'm doing it. It's one kasha. Nasil Shisharim, which is a, a uh, map, if you will. And that's what he himself describes it as a map to understand how a person goes, takes himself from being a regular person to being a Navi, literally, to being a person who has Ruach HaKadosh, who has a divine inspiration. A person, you know, you know they have these, uh, these programs, you know, couch potato to 5K, right? right? You go from being a lazy nobody to being fit and, 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 and capable, and they take you step by step. The Masasi Sharm is the step by step guide of how to being just a a regular Joe to be him being a person who is who is shy to Ruch HaKadosh. It's a it's a ladder. It's a it's a process of what you need to go through every step of how a person needs to develop himself. In the process of describing the the first midah, when he's describing the midah of Zrizus, so then the the, the describes different kinds of people when they approach the midah of Zrizus. You have people who are who are who are low, lesser kind of people, and then you have intermediate kind of people, and you have then you have more sensitive people, and the different machshavas that they're supposed to have. The problem is, the mesesi sharm is supposed to be a safer. It's meant for it's meant for every person. It's it's not a it's not a it's not a wishy washy. If you're this kind of person, if you have personality, you know, uh, a, a personality A, here's your rahav to go mean accomplishing ruchnius. And if you have personality B, here's your 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 personality. And if you're a combination of those two personalities, so this is how you, it, it doesn't work that way. It's not like a it's not like a it's not like a mix and match. It's like pick this thing, pick that thing, choose this, and, and that's not the, that's not what the Mrs. charm is. The Mrs. charm is a solid guidebook it's a it's a clear definite definitive guide how do i proceed from one madrega to the next what does it mean that the mr sharma is like picking out at people in, in different stages and different types of his bonus and different types of stages what 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 exactly is he is he talking about this idea of a, a solid preparation of how a person takes himself from one madrega to the next we find this idea the, the ramam talks about this the ramam goes through in the end of Hilchas Tshuva, in one place, and in also in the beginning, in his Hakdama, in his introduction to Parak Chelek, to the to the last Parak of Sanhedrin, there the Ramam talks about 
the, the idea, the concept that the Mishnah mentions, that a person from doing things ultimately come to the Shema. The Ramam talks about how it's very difficult to jump into concepts. Conceptually, what we're supposed to be is people that love the Rebbe Hashem, that my whole being is given over to the Rebbe Hashem. How do I get myself there? The Ramam describes it. A person has to take, you have to take steps. It has to be, it has to be done. In a, it's a process that a person has to go through first, like he says, Lamashal, like if you're trying to get a child to do something and you, you, it's something that's be'etzim, that's good for the child, they, it's it's healthy for them, but they don't want to do it. It's hard, it's hard work, whatever it is. But, and until they realize the benefits of it, they're not going to actually going to go ahead and do it. So how do you get them involved? So first you promise them a, a reward, you promise them a little bit of candy, and then you promise them something that's a little bit, perhaps a little less rewarding. And then and finally, they're able to do it because that's the way you're supposed to do it. They, they begin to understand that that's the chalik, that's, that's exactly where their growth, growth is supposed to come from, is in a step-by-step process, and that ultimately brings that out. The 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 Chaim Velazhner in his in his Pirish on on Pirkei Avos in his in his uh, commentary to Pirkei Avos in the third paragraph over there where it says that La Olam Yilami Adam Shalolishma Shemitot Shalolishma Abolishma La Olam the 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 the, the um the the, the Rachaim stops on that. What do you mean La Olam? That's like La Olam means. There's no other way to do this. There's, there's no other way to do this. No, nobody could ever jump into something and do it lishma. What I can't. What does lishma mean? What, what what is lishma? Lishma means that I do it completely altruistically. I do it for the right reasons. I do it because not because it's a benefit to me, but because I want to do what the Rambam wants to me. Says the says the Nefesh Chaim in his. In, it says in says Rambam Belajan in his in his in his Rachaim in his Pirish to others. He says there's no such thing. There's no such thing as a person jumping in and doing something completely small. If a person would do that, it would be completely fake. It would, it would not be real. This is like this. The, the basic makeup of a human being, the first conscious, sentient thought that a person ever has in his life is about himself. We are inherently, self, if we're honest with ourselves, we are inherently selfish beings. I care about me. That's what I care about. I want this to. Be, I want things to be about me. I want. I want. I want to be. I want. To, I want to be happy, satiated, comfortable, etc. I, I all of those things. It's it's all about me. That's what. Again, that's not to say that that's the end point where people have to end up. But the reality, if we're being completely honest with ourselves, we'll come back to this idea in a second. But if we're being completely honest, what do I care about in the world? Me, I care about me. That's what I care about. Mitok Shalol Lishma says like this. Says says explains the Rachaim. Explains what the Mishnah is telling you is that that every aspect of growth in the world is a process. He gives a, a fantastically insightful mashal. Let's say the Melech tells you, the King tells you, I want you to go get me this object that's over there in the attic or on the second floor of that building. So. How do you get to the second floor of that building? You can't walk right into the second floor. You're just going to hit a wall. What do you have to do? You have to walk into the building. You have to climb up the steps one at a time and get upstairs, take the object, and then bring it back down. That's the only way to do it. Mitav Shalolishma means like this. Every process that I go through is a growth process. As long as I understand that the end goal is that I need to get upstairs, the, the Melech doesn't expect me to fly up to the second floor, to take a huge running leap and be on the second floor just like that. 
He understands that in order for me to get there, I'm going to have to go and I'm going to have to climb the stairs. And when I get to the top of the stairs, then I'll have what it is that I, that I want. I'll have what it is that I need. I'll have what I, I'll be able to reach that object. Human beings are programmed for survival. We're, pro- we're programmed for, uh, to, pr- to preserve ourselves. That's, what, that's who we are. That's the way every person reacts is automatically is to protect themselves, is to find, to find what's best for me. That's how, that's how I function. Now, it's possible through a process of growth and a process of understanding, I can come to a madrego where not only do I do what's good for me physically, but maybe I begin to get a little broader and a little more open and a little more, have a few greater ideas. And I might actually come to buy into an idea, into a concept, into an idealism, into something that's beyond just myself, but it's, it's something that's bigger than me, right? You want to get me into the program? First, you got to show me why it's beneficial for me. Once you've shown me why it's beneficial for me, if I'm in the program already and it's beneficial for me, maybe I can begin to see how this, but this program has benefits that ripple outwards that are bigger than myself, that are ideas that are that benefit the world. I don't know, save the whales, right? I could figure out how saving the whales is beneficial for the world. I'm not getting into that program of save the whales unless I see some benefit in it for me. I think they're cute. I think they're so whatever, whatever the, the benefit is, it has to be something that relates to me directly. Then I'll, I'll Ultimately, once I'm involved and I'm engaged, I can begin to see the bigger picture. I can begin to see what's beyond myself, what's bigger than myself. And then all, what we really are striving for, what we talk, we talk Shalolishma, Balishma, is to do something completely altruistically means I don't do it for myself at all. I do it only for the Rebunsham. I come to the level of Hakara. I come to the level of recognition. I come to the ability to see that there's something bigger than me in this world. There's something greater than what I am. And if I can buy into what that thing that's greater than I am, that's what we call the Shema. And what the, what, the, what the Mishnah is telling us is, is the person should always engage in things. is telling you the following. As long as you understand that the end goal is to get to the second floor, as long as you understand that the end goal is to go is to is to climb those steps to be at the top of the ladder, it's fine if you take steps up the ladder and you're not trying to jump or fly or do something else. Nobody's asking you to fly. You must climb the steps. But the point is, you can't dilly dally on the steps. You can't stay on the the steps. Can't be the goal. They can't. They can't be. They can't distract me to the point where I just get involved in what that is. Right? And those that say, look, we're standing out in the burning sun. He tells me, go inside and get something from the second floor. So now, the benefit to me of going inside, I'm going to be in the shade. I don't have to stand in the sun anymore. If I go into the shade and I just stand in the shade, right, and I stay in there, and I never climb the stairs, and I never go to the second floor, or I climb the stairs halfway up, and I don't get the rest of the way up, I haven't accomplished the mission. I haven't done what it is that I'm expected to do. I haven't fulfilled what the Rebunsham asked me to do in the world. The mitok shalolishma is that you can't get up the stairs without going inside and having the shade. But knowing that the shade is not the goal, that ultimately, even if initially the reason why I went indoors, why I'm happy to get the mission to go inside is because I get to get out of the sun, right? Even if that's my initial motivation, ultimately, I realize that I have to reach something more than that. I have to reach something that's greater than that. That's mitok shalolishma, bolishma. That's the concept that a person has to build himself up 
to something that's more than who he is, something that's greater than what that person that what that person needs. That's what the Rambam is talking about. That you give a person first, you give them a little bit of motivation, and then you add a little bit more, and you add a little more. If you if it becomes something like that, then a person grows step by step. Let's take a look back at that Gemara that we were describing before. What does the Gemara say? The Gemara tells us that if a person wants to show his appreciation for 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 Shuas, it has to be Chatzil Hashem v'Chatzil Hashem. What the Gemara is telling you is this: the Gemara is telling you, you want to you want to show an appreciation for Limud Torah. Don't think that sitting and learning all day is going to show the appreciation for the Torah, because the reality is that you're a human being, and there has to be a Chatzil Hashem. You have to show that there's something in this that, that speaks to you that you appreciate. And then ultimately you can build yourself up a little more and build yourself a little more and build yourself a little more. Shesha says, I, whenever I finish the Torah, I say, my nefesh is rejoicing. I'm rejoicing. I have a piece of me that, that understands that that's what that's that's ultimately what, what I'm trying to what I'm trying to become. I'm becoming something that's more than 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 myself. I am transforming myself into something that's that's greater. The Ramchal writes in his Hakdama to Masil Sisharim. He says, We what the purpose of my safer, of this safer, Masil Sisharim, of this book, of this pathway, of this. This ladder that is this masila, this pathway of of ultimate building yourself up is is in order to figure out what is a person's what what is a person's goal in this world? What what do I want to what do I want to accomplish in this world? What do I want to become? Why am I here? What am I doing here? So listen carefully to how the to my assistant Sharon describes it. He says. What a person realizes is like this. A person realizes it's sort of a step-by-step process. A person realizes that he's in this world. The only reason you're here is lehisani, is to get pleasure. Hashem put you in this world to enjoy it, to enjoy this world. And mitoch the oineg, the pleasure that you'll have, you'll come to be mizdabik by Hashem. You'll come to cleave to the Rebbe Hashem. You'll come to want to bring yourself closer to the Rosham. And ultimately, you'll be Mila yourself. You'll raise yourself up and the whole world with you and transform the world into something that's more than what it is now. You'll elevate the whole world. Ask yourself the following question. What was the Messiah Sharm's question? What did he ask? What are we doing here? What's the answer? What's the answer? What are, what are we doing here? The answer is not, pleasure, misdabik Bashem. That's not it's not it's not the Mizdabik Bashem either. It's to elevate ourselves and the whole world to a higher majority to bring the whole world closer to Mershom. Why it's true that the Mesilisham was describing a process. Why don't he just skip to the last step? Why don't he just say, Lama, what are we doing here? We're here to raise the whole world up and bring the world closer to the Mershom. We're to elevate what do we how's the way we say it all the time? We're here to maximize spiritual potential in the physical dimension. We're here to elevate the whole world and, and, and make it f- function on a higher level. That's, that's the purpose. What's all this misaneg and mistabeg? What's, what's the, the, the Mr. Sharm is telling you, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't happen by itself. You can't, you can't elevate the world unless you start with what am, what's in it for me. Because we're human beings. And we're always looking out for numero uno. We're always looking out for the number one. I'm always looking out for myself. 
That's the way I function. I was created, a person's created with a survival instinct. You know, it's a fascinating thing. They, there's a, there's a, I think there's a, there's a, there's a movie out there about a guy who got his wrist jammed in a, in a crevice, right? And he was climbing in Red Rock Canyon or something in, in Las Vegas. And the movie is about how he cut his own wrist off in order to be able to survive. He had, he was going to starve. He was stuck. He couldn't, could not get his, the way he had fallen, it had forced his hand through, through a crevice, through a crack. He had to cut, in order to survive, he had to cut his own hand off. That that is an impossible feat for a person. You tell a person. I, I I read once about a fellow that in order to to escape in Siberia, he had to bite off his thumbs so that he could free himself from the way he was tied up. Right, self harm of that sort takes incredible mental strength. Right, even though you know I'm going to die. What's the purpose of having a hand if I'm going to die? Most people are not capable. The psychologists will tell you, say so they'll tell most people are not capable of doing that. They're not capable of cutting off their own hand. You can self-harm of that to that degree, you're not capable of doing that because I'm always I'm created with a survival instinct that says I have to look after me, after my whole body, after who of what I am. That's who we are. That's the way we're programmed. The first thing Akash Baruch tells us, the first thing the Ramchal tells us, you want to know what it takes to get the pathway to become closer to your Shalom, Messias Yisharim, the pathway of the people that want to come closer to your Shalom, Misanigal Hashem. Know that, that, that Akash Baruch created Misanigal. Akash Baruch created you in this world to have pleasure. There's a benefit to you individually. There's what you have to gain from this. You are. You will be a better person because of this. And then, when you elevated yourself beyond that, then you say, now I'm looking for the ruchniestika. I see the conceptually uh, how I can I can relate to this idea. Something that is that is that is more esoteric, more more abstract. There's something about my neshama, and then finally I do it completely shema, which means right. Don't be don't do it for the schar. Don't do it for the reward. Don't do it because you want to. Don't be, don't even do it. Why? Because you want to elevate yourself and the whole world because you want the Rebbe presence to be magnified in the world. That's the ultimate goal. But it, it doesn't happen unless you approach it step by step. There's no possibility of reaching that type of, of, of relationship with the Rebbe unless you go through each one of these, these types of steps. The, uh, the, the Baal Tanya says a, similar, says a similar idea that if a person wants to be Masakin himself, right, first... You have to be masakinis nafshoi. First, you have to, he's he's really already holding on the second level. First, you have to be masakin your, your neshama, your inside self. You have to correct yourself. And then you can be masakinis oilama. You can masak, you can have a tikkun. You can have an impact on the world around you. It's the same concept is exactly what the, the point of, 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 of Avodah Hashem is. First, I have to know that I have to go up. I have to be ola. I have to, in order to be matzliach, if I want to be successful, I have to stand there and I have to realize that that godless comes, that greatness comes from taking one step at a time, one, one success at a time. One, and that's really, if you think about it, that, in that Agarata, the tremendous insight that, that's being added over there. Listen to what Rosh Hashanah says. Every 30 days, he goes over his old learning and he stands, Dadasha, says the Gemara says, the Gemara says he stands leaning against the door as he makes a him. So we picture Oshesha's making a scene. What, what, what's he doing? He's, he's going to make a big pseudo. He's going to sit down. By the, what does it mean he's standing by the door? It means that every time you finish, every machzar, so to speak, every cycle, every level that you reach, 
You go through all three of these madregas. You go through the madrega of first doing it for yourself. Then you're doing it because you want to connect to something that's bigger than yourself. And then ultimately it's because you want to be mile a whole oh, and that's that's the, that's the that's the reality. Because the Gemara says, the Gemara says, what does what what, what does Roshay just mean? It says, What do you mean? The whole world is Kayam because of you. If you think honestly about it, do I care if what, what difference does it make to me if the whole world is here or not here? What what benefit is that? What's in it for me? That's what I want to know. That's the question I need to answer. What's in it for me? When Rashisha stands by a door, a door represents going from one madrega to next, to another level. Every time he goes through that door, every door that he goes through, he's asking himself the same question. Again, it's on a higher level, on a higher level. But each time he goes through the door and he goes through another matzah and he cycles through it, he's not just reviewing what he did before. Time number one, one, 105 is not the same as ten, time number 307, right? At time, the, he has to be growing while he's doing this. There has to be something that's changing. But even as he's going through those doors, he's going through each time, it's chadoy to nafshoy. What am I going to see? What's the benefit for me? I'm always looking first, to be to serve the Rebbeinu Shalom, it's it's a the saying it's impossible for a person to do something where he's not elevating himself one level at a time, one step each time, one one step on. Let's try to relate it back now to Absukim. Let's let's try to understand what what the, what's the pasuk telling us over here by the by the mincha. If I'm bringing a carbon, a carbon means I bring myself over is a giving of myself of, in a completely selfless manner. It's there's nothing in it of me. I'm makriv snapshot. I give myself over completely to Rishon. But the only way I get there, how do I get there, is with a carbon of racious, with these carbonos that are racious that are the, that bring me to the door. The first carbonos, the bikurim that bring me to the base of mikdash, the lechem Apanim that allows me to enter into it, and they're brought together with sa'ar and dvash. What is sa'ar and dvash? You find numerous places, and the the, the says this in uh, the guy says this in the in the in in Mishle, He talks about it um, at length. This concept that there are two types of yitzhara that a person has. There's two dimensions to a person's yitzhara. There's the dimensions of the yitzhara that are we'll call them physical, that are ta'avani, that are that are that are that have to do with my taivas, that have to do with my physical desires for the things that I want in the world. And then there's what the the um the nefsha, what the, the guy calls them, he calls them ka'asani, things that are that are based on anger, they're based on emotional, there are emotional drives that motivate a person in the world that the Yitzhar works on as well. Two elements of the Yitzhar. One are the physical needs that I have in the world. The other are my emotional, the fulfillment of my emotional needs, the things that drive me in a way that's not necessarily rational, going after covered and gaiva and, and things like that. Those are those are those are a different elder, it's a different dimension of the neshama, different dimension of the of, of the Yitzhara. So the concept of 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 Sa'ar and Dvash. Are represented by these two are representative of those two elements of the Yitzhara. The dvash is the sweet things in life, the sweet things that taste sweet, that that feel good to me. Things that feel good. That's one element of my of my Yitzhara. And on the other hand, you have sa'ar, like we've seen, we talked about many times when it comes to Pesach. What is sa'ar? Sa'ar is when you take something and you artificially puff it up. 
right? You expand it beyond what it really is itself. It's what it, matzah is the the essence of something. Sa'ar is the Yitzhahara, but what each part of the Yitzhahara, it's the Yitzhahara that puffs me up. It's, it represents gaiva, it represents kavod, difas kavod. It represents all those other elements, those emotional elements, if you will, of the Yitzhahara that are, that are. so the Torah tells us, ki kol sa'ar when you want to be completely lishma, you want to get to a point where you are giving yourself over completely to the Rebbein There can't be any sa'ar advash. There can't be anything of you invested in that. It's when you've reached the madrega where there's no there's no me. There's a, it's a complete vittal of myself. But the partner is telling me it doesn't happen. Carbon ratios Hashem. Racious, the first things before you get to that madrega that you're able to bring a carbon that you're able to bring yourself over and give yourself over completely to the Yibbanashon, you got to have racious. You got to start with the bringing, seducing yourself almost, if you will, with with first your physical desires and then on a higher level your emotional desires, and then ultimately when you want to bring the carbon Hashem then all of that is out of the picture. There's no sa'ar, no dvash on the mizbeach, on the mizbeach Hashem. Every element of what we do, the Ramam writes, has an element of trading in for something that we really want. Either we're doing something that we really enjoy, or we're doing something that we don't enjoy in order to get to something that we enjoy, right? Either we're you know, going on a hike or doing something that, that stimulates us and, and we, we're having, we're getting pleasure from it, or we're going to work and we're doing the things that get us to be able to earn money, to be able to do the things that we really want to do. Everything's a trade-off. The only thing that's not a trade-off where there's nothing in it for me is when I do pure Avedis Hashem. For his, his example is, like, for instance, Akeda Siyatak, right? When, when Avram Avinu brings the Akeda, there, there's nothing in it for him. It's Kulo Hashem. It's, it's completely Musr. It's completely given over to the Rebbe Hashem to, on, on a Madrega that's, that, that we can't even relate to. There's an element of that, that that's transformative, that's transformative that, that, that we have no Shaykhs to. That level of, of, of Avaida, right? That level of, of, of what that is, that's, that's Kulo Kulo Hashem. That's when I bring my carbon completely to Hashem. That's the that that's the reality that I'm, that 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 the mizbeach is kulo lishma. That's the that's the that's the ishal Hashem. It can't be part of the ishel Hashem. It can't be part of the burnt offering to Hashem. It can't be part of the giving over of the of my whole neshama to the Rosham. But the racious, how do you get there? How do you arrive at the Beis Hamikdash? You have to have Sa'ar and Dvash. You got to bring in the hunt. You got to bring in the Yitzhar, the, the aspect of the Yitzhar. They need to be brought in in order to be able to, 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 to do that. Our Nisayan in our Avodah Hashem is that we, that we need a balance of both of these things. Because the reality, like we started off saying, is, is this. The reality is, the fact of the matter is, that no matter how much a person says he's Kula Hashem, right? A person says, I'm going to engage in Avodah Hashem completely Lishma. It has nothing to do with me. What's it built on? What is that built on? Are you invested in this? Is there, is there a you that's invested in what it is that you're doing? If you jump straight to the Kula Hashem, if you jump straight to the carbon that has it, there's no, it's not based on anything. It's, it's floating on air. It's, it's what we call it's like letters floating in the, in the air. It's like, it's like a castle built on without a foundation. There's no, there's no basis to it. 
the, the Nefesh HaChaim is telling us La'olam. It's, it's a La'olam. The Nefesh HaChaim is telling us, excuse me, the Mesut HaSharm is telling us, you want to be Mistabek to the Yerushalayim, then the first level is Tainug. You have to know that it's for your pleasure. And then after it's for your pleasure, it's to be Mistabek al Hashem. And after it's Mistabek to Hashem, then you get to Madrega, when you're Milas Atma and Milas Kulay to be closer to the Yerushalayim. But if you don't start with the real basis, you don't start with that balance of I I'm invested in this because it's good for me because I believe in it. It's it's not the pshat that oh, oh you, you woke up one day and you became a tzaddik gomer. You woke up one day and your avoda is completely empty. It's nothing. It's not. It's based on nothing. And it and as easily as it came, it's it can vanish in the same way. The only way you can bring it, you can bring it up. The, the mission in Bergava says, You have to do it this way. You got to climb the steps. You can't fly. You can't jump up to the second level. Now, on the other hand, you have to remember that as much as you're engaging for Tainug and for Dveikus, etc., if the goal isn't ultimately to be Milo yourself and Milo the whole thing to, to, to the Ibrahim, then you're wasting your time also. Then you're just getting involved. Then, then you're just self-serving. Then it's just all about me and it has nothing to do with what, 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 what my whole purpose is. What is a person doing here in the Bria? It's only racist. But you want to get to the Mizbeach, you're going to have to get to the Madrega where it gets beyond yourself. You have to get beyond the Shalol Lishma. But you have to know that the Shalol Lishma is a chilek of my avayda. The, 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 it's a la'olam. There's no choice in it. A person can't, that gishmak, that enjoyment, that pleasure that we get, whether it's the enjoyment of, of that we get from learning in terms of arguing and being able to win an argument or whatever the, whatever, if it's the candy that we give out to the kids when we give them the prizes, when we, you know, when you give them the raffles, whatever, the, you have to get beyond that. You have to grow, but you have to get stop halfway. You can't go into the building to sit in the shade. You have to be going into the building to get the package that's on the second floor. That's the mission. The mission is the package on the second floor. But the point is you're never going to get to the package unless you go inside first, into the shade first, unless you start climbing the steps. You got to climb the steps. Both of them are true. Both of them are critical. With one without the other, one is is it's just a it's just a, a castle floating in air. It's a building built with no foundations. It can't stand. And even if it is standing, then it's fake and it's not real and it's never gonna it will never have any kiyum. Or and in the in a real scenario, if a person's real with himself, it will just collapse in on itself. But on the other hand, the person can't get trapped in Kol Sarah Chol Dvash because then he's caught in his Yotzahara. Then he's caught in his Taivas and he's caught in his Gaiva and he's caught in his, in, in, in his Midos Rose. He's caught in, in that negativity. It's all there for a purpose, ultimately to be Malas, to, to ultimately reach what Lishma is really about, which is what Karbanos are. Karbanos is Kula Lishma, offering, it's Isha Hashem. The whole thing is burnt up to the Rebansham. Everything is, everything is called Kula. My, my whole being is sacrificed to the Rebansham. But... It has to go in a madriga after madriga. It has to go step after step. It has to be built. And if it's not built, then we can't. Then we can't. Then we can't be mechadashim. And that's what Rav is saying with Yisim. And that's what we're saying when Yeshuas is chatzilachem v'chatzilashem. It must be on Yeshuas that it's chatzilachem v'chatzilashem. Yes, the person that sits and learns all day is is takashem. But but are you invested? Are you building something that's solid? That's on a solid basis? 
or are you or are you just gonna are you are you just faking it? Are you just making you just sitting there and learning, pretending to be something? Rashesha says, every time I go through that door, first the first thing I think is what's in it for me? What's the benefit for me? What's my goal? What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to get out of this limud? And then I engage in the limud and I ele- elevate myself to a madrego where it's where it's where it's ruchni, where it's where it's something that's bigger than myself. And then ultimately it's about then it's about il mole taira. If not, uh, um, uh, if not for the Torah, there would be no purpose for Shemayim Baritz at all. That's ultimately, but it starts, what's in for me? What's in my neshama? That's where, that, that's where you build it. That's what we ultimately want. That's the goal. That's keeping the goal in mind, but knowing that these are the steps that have to take. Okay, good job. Thank you.